You're listening to the Creatively Connected Classroom Podcast, episode 22. Welcome to the Creatively Connected Podcast from Education Closet, connecting teachers and ideas one glue stick at a time. Here's your hosts and K-12 Art Chat founders, Matt and Laura Grundler. everybody, this is Matt and Laura again uh, with the Creatively Connected Classroom. Uh, we have an, an amazing host with us. I know I say that every week, but an amazing host with us today uh, by the name of Matt Cockrell. And uh, so we just want to tell you thank you, Matt, for coming in and having a conversation with us. And uh, Related to your really great chat that we have that sparked a lot of um, new voices in the Twitter chat and just really kind of a fun, fun experience on Twitter. So we're hoping to kind of extend that into this conversation. And think outside the box. Uh, Definitely outside the box. So Matt, could you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? And uh, I know you're doing some really creative things in the classroom and online. So uh, tell us about yourself. Well, I'm originally from Southern Ohio. Went to college for a year. Uh, didn't work out for me so well. I got into the golf business. Did uh, professional work with that in three different states, um, South Carolina, Indiana, and Virginia. Uh, did that all the way up to 2005. Went back to college, Forehead State University, got a BA in art. And Georgetown College got a master's in education from there. Um, from that point, I uh, started to sub. Well, I started to sub during my master's program then, uh, you know, after I completed that, I got my first job at a small independent school. It was a K-12 school. Mm-hmm. So all grades in one building, small public <laughs> school. So that was interesting. <laughs> I bet you learned a lot. <laughs> there were a lot of jobs to, to be had, let me say. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So not only did I teach all grades I uh, with art, I taught, let's see, they had me do a career options class, which was, what are we going to do with this? Um, <laughs> creative. So let's wow. see, I drove a school bus. I did that. So I had a bus route as well. I coached golf, started their golf team, actually. I was there for four years, and then I came to my current school. I'm in my fourth year now here. And I'll tell you what, I, I feel so blessed to be here just because as an art teacher, you have, at least, we, at least here, we have the freedom to do what we want, yeah. to teach what we want, to you know, let kids make their own choices to just, uh, just run with it and whatever happens happens. And, and if you mess up, that's fine. You know, we can roll into the next thing. Not a big deal. You guys know what I mean? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. I guess I've, when, when I got here, I, I started to embrace that whole technology thing. I, I was never into that. Of course, I never grew up into that too. You know, that came around what, 2005, yeah. something like that. You know, first cell phone in 2008, so um, <laughs> flip, flip phone with the cord that comes up, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, just, uh, you know, not being being brought up into that, that whole era. And, and, you know, all of our kids now, they know so much more about technology than any of us put together and just trying to figure it out and trying to embrace it and roll it and integrate that within the projects and lessons that we do and, you know, just shaking it up. I remember art in high school in Ohio. It was so boring. Gosh, it was so boring. We did watercolor trees 
and we did calligraphy, but it was with markers and we traced it. So how uh, much fun is that? Uh, like I was so bored. I did not want to take art. My mom made me take art. Yes, you love art. <laughs> yes, I love mar- art, mom. Yes, I love art. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do anything, but I love art. But um, I think about that with my kids here that I teach, and I think, gosh, what I, what would I think if Mr. C presented me with this lesson? Gosh, that is so boring, Mr. C. Gosh, what else can we do with that? So just trying to shake it up and do something different and just take that risk. Because if I'm not willing to take that risk, they're not going to take that risk for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that. I guess that's what is your, your motivator for, you know, your topic, which was outside the box. And I, I have to say that I've really enjoyed seeing some of the challenges that you give the kids, especially with the, uh, the ceramics and the, the, the throwing on the wheels and your big throwdown with Russ. Yeah. Yeah. Richmond, yeah. So yeah. I really enjoy it. And so like you had kids thrown on the wheel blindfolded. Oh yeah. I thought that was well, awesome. You know, as a, as a, you know, it's funny how in, in this conversation, we talk a lot about people being fearful of technology, which is not one of my fears. However, you know, I have a fear of throwing on the wheel because I could never get the dang thing balanced. <laughs> and I think getting it centered is the hardest part. And when I saw you put the blindfold on the kids, I'm like, that's it. Like huh. that's, that's right. genius. You got to feel it. You got to be able to feel it. Yep. You can't, it's not something you need to be able to see. It's something you need to be able to feel. And I thought that was genius. <laughs> and I think something else I figured out about kids and I don't know anything. I don't know it all. I'm just rolling with it. You know, I, I'm trying to figure this out with kids. I finally figured it out that they're worried about what their friends think. Yes. That's what, especially high school kids, you know, they don't want to do it because, well, what if my best friend sees me doing this and I'm not cool anymore, then uh, I'm not, not going to try as much or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's where that blindfold comes into play too. And then they can just feel it out and it's just them, you know, it's just yeah. them creating in that moment. And it's so much easier for them to figure out too. So, uh, and then something else that I do as well is, is so of course, you know, you mentioned the clay, I've been building this up. Uh, they had one wheel when I got here and the, the kiln room was a storage room. So uh, they had two fully functioning kilns that was just like, there was just stuff sitting on top of it. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to, so I fundraised, I started to do the fundraiser. I, I've been doing that art calendar for, um, seven years now and uh it's it, it makes pretty good money that we can purchase these things um i went in the board went on in on half on a uh, pug mill with me i was able to fundraise half they went on half on the other and i convinced them of the the feasibility and why it was important and and um so i keep track of the numbers every year and how much we save and you know that kind of thing so we were, we were able to get that we got a uh, slab roller uh we've got um Five five new wheels. One just came last week. I went ahead and ordered another one this past Friday uh, with our art calendar money, and you know, just trying to build it up and trying to do these things that these kids they they wouldn't do unless they went to college and majored in art. You know, because right. right. they're high school. What what can I do in high school that I'm not going to get to do anywhere else? How many of these kids from these these lower income families? You know, are they going to move up? Hopefully, they do. I guess just giving them that chance and that opportunity to do things. But that's, that's what it's all about, Matt. Like for us as believers in the power of the transformative power of experiencing art and making art, 
giving all kids access is the most important thing, no matter, no matter what their financial or, or what other obstacles might stand in the way. It's, I think it's our mission as arts educators to make sure that all kids have that access, you know, our, our principal harps on equity all the time, equity, equity, equity. And that just rings through my head every time that we do these projects equity. How can I get everybody involved on the same level? How can I do that with the clay? I know I can do it. And, and trying to do that with every other project, it's hard. It really is difficult, but it's doable. Right. Definitely. Right. Doable. One of your questions that you were talking about, and I think, you know, I, I think a little bit leads into the fear that Laura was talking about earlier is that collaboration piece, you know, not just students collaborating with each other, but, but teachers oh, we collaborating with each other. You know, a lot of people are very fearful. Oh, well, this is my little, this is my little lesson. This is, you know, my baby. I don't want to share it with anybody. And, you know, what do you, what do you say to, to teachers or how do you, how do you get those ones that are a little bit hesitant to jump on board with the collaboration training? Last year I went through and I did 20 collaborations at our school with other teachers. And half of those collaborations were, oh, cool, we get to do an art lesson. Can I sit in there with you and make it too? Uh, did they do their part? No, of course not. You know, it was like a cool project to do with their, with their class. Was it a collaboration? I don't, I call it that per se, right? But then those other half, you know, they, they understood what that meant, collaboration. They taught a little bit, and I taught a little bit, and, you know, the kids learned. But uh, this year, I haven't really done as many of those because it's hard to get teachers convinced that art is, is good for their students and they're going to learn something. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to get teachers to, to figure that out. And, and they just think, well, we're just down here just coloring in a coloring book or goofing off or whatever, you know, and there's nothing, there's nothing educational about what we're doing. You know, that's what Me too. I, I hate to say that, but it's true. No, it is. So how do you get them past that? Because that's, you know, we are huge believers in arts integration. Um, you know, it's part of the reason we're aligned with education closet because art is something that connects to every part of well, our lives. Yeah. I mean, every part of our lives, there's not one subject area that does not bridge into the art world. So why is it so hard for other educators to see those connections or feel comfortable making those connections? What, what I've done this year that I didn't do in the past, I did this year, I started with, um, uh, right before our throwdown with Russ Richmond, I brought a couple uh, eighth grade teachers down. And of course I don't, you know, eighth grade there on their own thing and high school's with us, but just the planning worked out for that class, but they were able to come in and throw on the wheels with us, with my students teaching them how to throw, you know, maybe kind of, kind of get them, get them fired up about art. And maybe if they have that interest, then when the collaboration of the throwdown happened, that they'll bring their class. Um, And they did. And those same teachers that threw, they came down. So I had five teachers, five eighth grade teachers come down. Now, last year, last year, actually, that, that did happen last year. Now that I think about it, I had, um, let's see, we have something at our school called the pineapple chart. You guys ever heard of that? Pineapple no. Chart? No. no. Tell so, us. Basically, it's in our mail room. Go into our mail room. And it's, it's written up on the wall. Uh, days of the week, the periods of the day. If you have something cool going on, you can put that up on the wall, and a teacher can come down to your classroom and view it, just observe it. They could walk in there for five minutes, stay the whole period, 
You know, there's no expectations for that teacher, you know, just to come and see what is going on in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did several of those, and I had some teachers come through and walk through and that kind of thing. Not as many as I would have liked, but I got some. And so that's something that we started last year that we continued on through this year as well. But, but I tell you what, with the collaborations, what I've really, really worked on this year is the collaborations with my Twitter colleagues, like Russ Richmond in Oregon. We, we did a throwdown, which was awesome. I've got another one with um, Ann Weiler in Canada. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've seen all the, we've seen, we've seen all the, the memes. Oh, uh, I know you have. U.S. <laughs> versus Canada. It's been hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. But what a great, I mean, I mean, so you're in Kentucky, right? Right. Yeah. So your kids have experienced other kids in classes in both Oregon and now they're about to experience Canada. Wow. Like that, what a, I mean, those global collaborations and connections for kids, I think would be very eye opening. Right. Right. So yeah, working with that, (laughs) sorry, working with that. And then, um, with the, with these throwdowns, I'll tell you what, I'm getting a lot of real good feedback from that, from these other art teachers that want to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've got Leanne Harrison in North Carolina, Holly Letterer, she's in Carmel, California, um, and then Justin Markgraft in Wisconsin. So they all want to do the same thing that we are, some kind of throwdown. And I'm kind of, kind of have this thing going through my head because I think right now, and I don't know, it's, it's been like this, uh, the band teacher and I, we eat lunch every day and we talk about, where education is, it's in this rut. It's in this rut. We're just in the same. We in the same methods. We're there. How can we get out of that rut? And you know, just talking with them, I talk with them about this throwdown. You know, he's just like, you know, that's that's a way to get that wheel rolling and rocking to get it out. And maybe we can teach in a different way and different methods. And I'm willing to risk it. I'm really willing to put myself out there for that. I mean, it's well, important. It's yeah, exciting. Awesome. And, and I think that it doesn't have to be limited to, to ceramics or the art room or the art. Oh, teachers. yeah. You know, like yeah. I, I was just, when you said band teacher, I'm like, dude, why don't you have like, I mean, we do a lot of jazz. We have smaller um, ensembles in our, with our older kids and with jazz. And I'm thinking, God, how cool would it be to be like improv jazz throwdown? That would be amazing. <laughs> you know, like, or, it's you always know. The, it's always the art teacher and the music teacher that always sit there and they brainstorm those yeah. ideas together. Because I was thinking about mine last year, you know, well, actually the past couple of years when I was teaching elementary before I moved up, that we would we would do a whole segment based on the Harlem Renaissance. And so it was just cool to have her teaching that as well. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think that, well, even like, what if you did a throwdown in history? Like, Mm -hmm. like in Texas, we learned about Texas history and you could do a Kentucky history versus Texas history. I don't know. (laughs) I just think, I think you're, I think you're onto something, Matt. I think that we're just kind of in this, you're right. You know, how do we break out of the box? How do we get out of the rut? How do we, how do we do things in a way that captures kids' imaginations? And even to your point about bringing other teachers into your classroom and just giving them a little taste of, of the art, you said that your kids, your students taught those teachers how to show them how to throw. How did that go? And what was that like for your students to be the teachers? Hey there, it's Susan from Education Closet. Happy Valentine's Day. If you're loving these ideas for out-of-the-box thinking, be sure to register for our free Arts Integration and STEAM Summit that's taking place next week. There's over 50 sessions. That's right, 
50 with incredible ideas for infusing creativity throughout your curriculum. Learn all about it at educationcloset.com forward slash steam dash summit. Now let's get back to the conversation. I do that with a lot of projects in here, not just with ceramics, with calligraphy, with watercolor, with pastel. Because with high school, you know, it's not like elementary. I want to taught elementary. Everybody gather around the table, mm-hmm. and then I'll show everybody at one time. Well, high school, you know, it's you got to go table by table. So I'll go with the first table, get them to be masters for three or four days solid, and then I just disperse them out across the class. And they teach three to four kids. Just like we, I took a group to National Handwriting Day the other day, January 23rd. That's cool. And, um, you know, as the second year we did this, we branched out a little bit. We went to two schools this year. Next year we were thinking about doing two days so we can go more elementary schools. Um, just that literacy piece. How do you incorporate literacy into art? Great way right there. Yeah. But getting kids to learn from kids, you know, they learn so much more. Mm-hmm. They really do. I mean, I could sit there and yak, 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 yak all day long, and they just look at me like I've lost my mind. But <laughs> these these kids teaching these kids, they it's and I don't really I don't really know. They of course they learn more, but then also those kids that are teaching it reinforces it in their brain, and it makes them that much better. Yeah. You know, I'm speaking of National Handwriting Day. I w- I'm going to physical therapy for rebuilding my foot right now, and there's a couple of young kids in there that are doing their their PT. I don't know hours, whatever they're doing. And it's funny. There's this one kid, Jacoby, and he keeps talking about how angry he is that he did not learn cursive handwriting <laughs> and that he cannot read it or do it. And you know, it's true. We're not. Uh, you know, we've got to go back sometimes to some of the basics. Oh yeah. It, it is a perfect connection to to the visual arts, the language arts, and the literacy. It, it just makes so right. much sense. Right. How can we bring these basics, like these these old school art forms, like calligraphy, out mm-hmm. to the twenty first century? How can we do that? And that's that's something that rose through my head every single day. How can I bring more of those traditional art forms out so that kids are going to be more engaged? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do now. <laughs> Only because I was just I was just on Twitter right before we started visiting right now, and a lot of the teachers um, were talking about tradigital. Um, it's something that Kathy Hunt has talked about and Trisha Fugelstad, who are both um, phenomenal digital slash traditional art educators. And I think that that, to me, is kind of the key, that tradigital, which is very much what you're doing. Your, your kids are making traditional art, but you're, you're interacting with it in a, in a digital way with, you know, sharing it between countries and states and all these different things. So I think that that's... that's uh, pretty profound if you think about it. How do you bring these traditional forms into the 21st century? So I loved during the chat that you were hosting, I loved the fact that you gave two of the questions that were all based around resources and things that were non-traditional materials. You know, they were, they were more, more or less like challenges. And there was some joking going back and forth about, it was like a MacGyver challenge basically where you had, you know, a pine cone and, and some other things, but you had, (laughs) you had one that had to do with like 50, a map of the States, the U S States, um, a quote and some kind of drawing medium, whether it was like charcoal or pastel, 
And then you were also talking about how do you connect that all through the language, the language arts. Right. So I'm curious, is that one, is that something that you've done or is that, what would that look like for you? I, I try to do that on every project. How do I connect? How do I connect other subjects to, or other ideas to our project? So I'm I'm currently working on this one for art two and I'm at, I'm at stage one of stage five. There's going to be five stages to it. Um, that's how many ideas I build into it. So right now I'm working with, um, well, not working with, but I'm thinking of the national park conservancy association. Uh, Mm -hmm. they do the conservancy for all the national parks and monuments across the country. And so basically students will have to, you know, they'll have to go in and, uh, find a find an article of advocacy that they are currently pursuing and try to incorporate that with a quote and then what art materials i'm going to lay out 10 different art materials out so you have to incorporate all this into one um, i'm only on stage two right now <laughs> i don't have the friday to get that figured out yet but but I remember my first school thinking, thinking like this reminds me of my first school uh, where, where there was no budget and the principal at that first school said, well, you can write it off on your taxes. And oh I thought, Oh gosh, I am totally not doing that. So <laughs> what do we have just sitting around or, mm-hmm. or uh, I sent so many emails and so many little notes to parents. Do you have anything you can donate? It's amazing what you get, right? You guys know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's random. How can you donate? How can you use the donated stuff to make awesome art? Like the kids have to be so creative. Uh, and I think of a junk sculpture when I think of that, you know, just throwing all the junk together to make one thing. But creativity, creativity. Oh. And I thought about the two questions on the art chat. How can I get the people on the art chat to, I want to see what they got. How can they be highly creative in this one moment, in this one incident? You know, I want to see what you got, you know, kind of thing. Just like my kids, just like my students. Absolutely. I love that you challenged the the participants in the chat like that. Sure. Because, you know, sometimes, you know, just like anything else, we've been doing the chat for almost four and a half years yeah. or something. And, you know, it's nice to have something a little a little different to challenge them to really make them think and to get into the the you know how can I do things differently what what's going to make a difference speaking of that I mean it's a little bit of a twist I'm going somewhere else right now but I, I keep coming back in my mind you said that you started out in 2005 or something that you were a golfer you went to college you became a golfer and then went back <laughs> yeah. to art school and then education so yes. I guess my point of all that is I kind of love that path and that it's non-traditional and that I'm wondering, do you share your story with your kids and other people? Because I mean, wow, that's, that's really what it's all about is that just, wow. Tell us more about that. <laughs> I, I do. And cause the kids that I love that, that I have in class are the kids that, have the D in every single class or the kids that barely scroll roll in the class as the bell rings or the kid that sleeps through the whole period or the kid that like throws the big fit because I have to actually work. You want me to put it away too? Are you serious? Those are my favorite (laughs) kids. Yeah, I fully get that. How can I get those kids onto the next level? 
Yes, during art. Yes, yes, that kind of thing. But how can I get them to be successful on the next level? And you're right, Laura. I, I talk about what I did in my path to where I am now. And, you know, it wasn't straight out of high school to college to teach. It was a different path. And I didn't graduate with a great GPA. I had a, a 1.8 out of high school. I didn't have a great ACT because I didn't push that. I think I had a 15. But I, yeah. but I use that stuff when I tell these kids, and I talk to these kids. Am I advocating college? Yeah, sort of. But a path that's that's right for them. How do they yes. how to, to get them to work, what they want to do, and just try to try to help them to be as successful as they as they can be. That's so authentic. I mean, just to even hear that there's there's look, you have a master's degree in education and a BA in art, and you had a one something in high school like that. That's really powerful stuff, and that's that's hope. And kids need hope. You know, they, they don't get enough hope. Then there's not enough people that believe in them. And it just, I'm, I'm happy that you share that with them. And I'm happy that you're sharing that with us today. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> As we come to the end of our podcast interviews, we always like to ask our last question. Matt, would you like to ask? <laughs> oh, me? Matt Grover, Oh, sorry. Not Matt. Sorry. Not, okay. Yes. Um, so basically, are there any other, I mean, we've talked about a lot of things. Are there any other parting words that you could share with our listeners about out-of-the-box thinking and, and such? Well, before I do that, thanks for having me on. I appreciate everything that you guys do in the PLN. When I found that and I found you guys on Twitter, it was just like, well, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Talking about art, you know, I mean, yeah. But um, thank you guys for what you do. Oh, I appreciate it. We appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Tough to, it's tough to find other art educators, people that are into the same thing that you are, even in your own district, but it's tough to find people to connect on the same level about things. Um, but I appreciate everything you guys do. That's part of the um, reason the podcast is called the creatively connected classroom is that, you know, you have to have your tribe, you have to have your people that get you. And, uh, we, even if it's not us, we hope to be able to connect people to, to someone others, else. someone else that can, can do that for them. So, yeah. Right. Well, I guess if I have some parting words, I would say, you know, don't be afraid to do something new. Don't be afraid. Even if you've never done it before, I I do things that I've never done before. You know, I did a project this year where I didn't know if it was going to work. It was, um, it was by a Dutch artist named Max Zorn. You guys have heard of him, but he does the plastic over top of the light, uh, the plastic tape just to get uh, different shadow and light effects that bombed big time that bombed back. And you know, it, and it happened to be something that I purchased because I, I wanted to try it. I, I wanted to do it the next day, and I went and purchased it. I was like, oh, it's going to work out. It's going to be perfect. And it didn't happen. The kids hated it. It bombed. <laughs> so I was out, like $30. But yeah, don't, don't be afraid to step out of the box and do something different. And you know, if you're not willing to take that risk, your kids aren't going to take that risk. Yeah. Be real. It's about relationships. It's about that positive relationship. And do the best you can do the best you can. Awesome. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for visiting with us today. It's, it's been a real treat to get to know you on Twitter and have this conversation with you today. And um, we hope that you continue to connect with others and encourage, encourage your colleagues out there in the universe to, to push forward and to, to be real, be authentic and, and to try new things. And we really appreciate it so much. 
Great. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Heads up, seven up, friends. If you've been enjoying these episodes, be sure to subscribe to the Creatively Connected Classroom podcast. You'll get a notification every time we release a new episode each and every week. And take a screenshot and put it on your favorite social media, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, you name it. Tag Education Closet and K-12 Art Chat so we can reach out and say thanks. And if you really love us with all the feels, give us a review and or a rating over on iTunes. It helps others find the show and connect with our incredible community. Thanks for all your support.